0: G'day Sports by Fry fans. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Sports by Fry podcast. Boy, oh boy, is this a bloody massive one. JLo and I don't usually uh, get on his roll like this, but this might rival the longest sports be pod in history. But I tell you what, there is plenty of valuable content to be had. We discussed a couple of NBA squads who haven't really got a lot of mention so far, including the likes of Boston and Miami and Dallas. And touch on a couple of other bits and pieces in the league. Jason Tatum, a bit of Ben Simmons's health, Herb Jones gets a shout out. But we really dove into our all NBA team picks. And usually JLo and I are pretty vanilla, but. There was a couple of differences and some interesting debates around who should make first or second or third teams. Then, of course, we dove into AFL. We talked fantasy footy because Sporken boys and the large fries and coke are off to a flyer, unlike, unfortunately, Fremantle and West Coast, who also got a bit of a mention. And it wouldn't be a fantasy footy pod if we didn't talk about our round scores and then, of course, the big man Lance Franklin and what he achieved over the weekend. So, like I said, an enormous podcast. Let's not waste any time. To dive right in. Monday night, time to sit down again uh, with a great man. What better way to kickstart your week and cure Monday itis? How the bloody hell are you, JLO?
1: I'm good, mate. Just got my first uni assignment of the of the year done, of the semester done. Hey, okay, so. congrats! Yeah, mate. Yeah, started. Started uh, this morning, about three hours before it was due. You know how I do. A Bit of pressure. Bit of pressure makes diamonds, as we've sort of seen over the weekend, buddy. You know, diamond, diamond in the rough. So the man, the myth. Yeah, I took a bit of a uh, leaf out of his book and and sort of came through in the clutch. And yeah, had a good weekend in fantasy. I think most people kind of did in the end. And
0: yeah, I thought you were going to say you went too disappointing. Uh... Yeah, they they did look bloody all right, considering all the shit that hit the fan. I thought you were going to yeah. say you uh, performed under pressure and didn't stumble like uh, our man Chris Rock.
1: Oh, yeah, man. What a <laughs> weird situation.
0: Eh? Like, Very yeah. strange.
1: Yeah. I kind of uh, feel like that might have been fake. Do
0: you? I don't know. Uh, nah, I think it was real. Have you seen like the uncut version with Will Joran at him? Yeah. I don't know, though. I don't know.
1: Yeah, like, anything
0: could happen uh, on the internet in 2022. Yeah, he's a good
1: actor too. So, you know, could have just been
0: acting. Yeah, strange times. Oh, uh, yeah. We want to start with basketball this week. We always seem to dive into footy and in our fantasy stuff and Buddy and the large fries and cokes slash Chris Blorken will get plenty of airtime in plenty. this podcast. But, you know, we're we're at the start of the footy season. We're going to be talking footy quite a bit. We will be talking about NBA playoffs, but... We might quickly be approaching the end of the Cavalier season. So we've got to sneak in uh, every Cleveland mention I can get. Uh, okay. <laughs> last time we sat down, we said, hopefully we'll be sitting with the Cavs at six and the Nugs at six or better. Uh, we've relinquished that six spot to Toronto. Yeah. Moved down to are about seven. to
1: lose seventh.
0: You're and then we got... are about to lose seventh. Yeah, I was going to... Well, we do have a bit of a gap over the rest of the field. So I think we'll hold seven. We're two and a half games over Charlotte and Brooklyn. Brooklyn's uh, like to you. Off, you reckon?
1: Yeah uh, You're the I Cavs man You're the Cavs Just remember who you
0: guys are <laughs> Yeah we've still got what? Let's think about it. There's seven games left So Brooklyn and Charlotte have to outperform us Over seven games For us to fall into that 9-10 range Where it gets a bit hairy I would I'd feel confident comf- no. Confident is the right key But I reckon that they can hold into the 7 and 8 Yep
1: yeah, I hope so I think you'll hold – is Brooklyn eighth and you seventh? Brooklyn's
0: ninth because they lost to Charlotte today. Right. Yeah, no, I think I think you'll hold on to eighth, but I think you'll lose seventh. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I keep, keep waiting for this Brooklyn run, but they're still just hovering at nine. You never know. It'll probably happen nah, in actual playoffs.
1: Yeah, well, that's it. Either way, but, yeah, I was looking during the week. I was like, the Cavs are going to fall even further. Shit, man. <laughs> I think so.
0: Uh, sailor, hey, it's been a uh, glass half full type of year. If you had have said to me at this point of the season, if you flipped our win loss record, if you had have said we're 33 and 41, I would have been like, yeah, yeah, I'll take that. So we're oh, really? 41 his and 33. Oh, I think we won about 28 games. It was under 30. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. Fair enough.
0: Yeah. So we can't, we can't go below 500. We've got 41 wins on the board. <clears throat> yeah. That's good news. The Nuggets uh, also can't go under 500 at 44 wins on the year. They're still sitting in that six spot, like I said, and they got a bit of a buffer over uh, Minnesota behind yeah. them, obviously. And then there's a massive fall off out of that. So how are you feeling uh, regarding the Nuggets right now, mate?
1: I'm feeling great. I hope we finish six so we get the Warriors. Like, <clears throat> we're, we're in a pretty good spot. I don't, I don't know what the deal with Jamo- um, MPJ is. I'm um, just sort of... I've sort of just tuned off, tuned that out now. I'm like uh, until I see him in the warm ups, like actually warming up to play, just not listening to any of that noise. But but we're fine. We'll be good. Right, hopefully we do get that Warriors matchup. I don't think they'll fall below. I don't think they'll fall to 4th and It'll nah. take a bit of an effort by the Mavs to get there. So yeah, I there's only two a games game,
0: in then. that gap, but. Mm.
1: Yeah, I think they'll pull it out somehow and, you know, and they'll be right and we'll be right. And, uh, yeah. She'll and then be hopefully we can just Yeah, she'll be. And hopefully we can just run through them in the first round. Like, we've beaten them three times this year, so I feel pretty confident about it, to be honest. So I was a bit dicey maybe, I don't know, just after we talked last week. I was like, oh, my God, like Minnesota still – flying and yada yada but no, nah, i think we've got minnesota pretty soon which would be a big game but if we can get them there
0: uh, it's pretty much locked in really so i'm feeling good that, and that that matchup, uh, uh, yeah of course he is that match up against uh potentially against golden state that'd be very interesting if steph comes in a bit underdone you oh, yeah. know and the nuggies boys obviously we want to see MPJ and Jamal out there. But what's the Jamal news? Is there any update or similar deal? Um, everyone's
1: saying he's closer than Mike now, huh. but I, I don't believe that for a second. Um, I don't think Jamal play this year because they're not going to play right. him in the playoffs. They're not going to be like, here you go, man. Welcome back. You're in a playoff series. So in my opinion, he's shelved until next year and... Hopefully Mike can get back with just a couple of games. Um, I wouldn't expect to see him in the next two games on this little road trip, but then maybe the last three or four before we head to the playoffs. I don't know. It's a bit it's a bit hard to gauge, but that's sort of where I, I think it'll fall.
0: Fingers crossed. It wouldn't be uh, the same if you didn't have all the boys healthy, but yeah, the Nuggies are flying at the moment. Uh, Going to get into our all NBA picks because I reckon that that's... Pretty contentious uh, debate at this time of year. There's a couple of the awards as well that are a little bit up in the air. We've talked rings around the MVP discussion. We'll talk about the Roy race as well. But I want to just highlight a couple of teams who probably haven't got a lot of shine uh, in recent times. And considering we're out west, let's start with the Mavs because now that Utah's been stumbling, they've moved up to fourth. Mm. Uh, didn't see a top four finish for Dallas coming at the start of the season. I think a lot of that goes into Doncic's play but good old spencer dinwiddie has been balling for dallas as well although i think they're destined to just maybe win a round at best and then kind of go through their lump. so you have to fail in the playoffs before you can usually historically speaking make some serious noise so are you high on dallas as an actual threat or do you think they're just one of the teams in that middle of the pack Couple them with Utah and maybe honestly a banged up Golden State who will win a round or two, but that's about it.
1: Wouldn't they play the Suns
0: after uh, in the second round? Yeah, they would. Yep. Yeah. If so, Phoenix gets through, yeah. If if Phoenix gets through against hey, fucking you never know if LA Clippers get Lake Paul show. George and Kawhi Leonard back and
1: nah, Kawhi is the same boat as Jamal. Like They're not yeah. going just going to be like, welcome back from an ACL, haven't played in a year, you're in a playoff series, like against the top team in the
0: league. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw one of them, but you're right. It doesn't make a lot of sense from a longevity you, standpoint. I, I wouldn't be surprised if you see Paul George, but
1: there's no way in hell that they'll just be like, and it, we know... It. Out of all the players in the history of basketball, Kawhi Leonard's going to be like, uh, no way, guys, I'm not doing that. Like, he's done it before. He's like, I'm not healthy. I'm not fucking playing. I'm not ready. So, um, yeah, I, I think uh, the Mavs circling back, um, I tend to agree they'll probably maybe win the first round against the Jazz, although the Jazz are still tough. Like, they're just sort of having a bit of a weird period. Um, but, yeah, I think they'll fall. You, you know, Luka can only do so much. Their defense is great, but you still have to be able to score in the playoffs, and I just don't mm. have enough faith in the Mavs to score. You know, like, you're always playing one of the best teams in the league in the playoffs, like every game. So if they're going up against the the Jazz, who are an elite scoring team when they're on, I, I think it's going to be tricky. So... I like what the Mavs have done. I think Luca deserves a lot more credit than he's getting, like especially in the MVP race. Like, everyone's still like, oh, Demar DeRozan and you know, all oh, this Jamorant. It's a good I'm point. Like, yeah. Yeah, fuck that. Like Jamorant's like his team's hell good. Like he's missing games and they're still dominating. They're still, still rolling. Brilliant. Like, yeah. Same with Booker and Chris Paul. Like, as good as Chris Paul is, and mm, Booker. Your mate. Uh, <laughs> Luca's just like dragging the Mavs by the scruff of the neck into the, fucking, the fourth seed. It's unreal. So credit Luca, but I'd, I agree. They'll maybe just scrap a first round win and
0: then fall. I don't think it's a bit of a hot take to say that we don't expect them to fly up the standings and make some serious noise come playoff time. But like you put some of the other names out there, it's a bit like Jokic esque who. Doncic is dragging through oh, the yeah. rest of the group. Yeah, like, totally. You take out Paul Zingas. Their next leading scorer is Spencer Dinwiddie at the moment, who's been there for a month. Then you've got mm. Jalen Brunson. Tim Hardaway's hurt He's as well. Player. Yeah, Jalen Brunson, I rate. Right. He'll get paid this offseason. I agree with that. But then, you know, Reggie Bullock, Dwight Powell, Maxi Kleber. Like, there's not a lot yeah. to get excited about around that roster.
1: Yeah, maybe we don't give those guys enough credit, but at the same time, just... It's just a nothing. It. I look at the the Nuggets roster, which is you know Jokic is dragging along. I'm like, fuck, we got more than the Mavs have. Like, yeah, Jesus, like, good on you, Luka and um, Jason Kidd. Like, phenomenal effort. But yeah, that's,
0: that's something that, that that's probably hasn't been talked about a ton is like how good Kidd has been doing as a coach. Like, he's gone, he's not going gangbusters, but you know, there was a lot of doubt about his coaching chops after. Where was he? He was at the Bucks, and then Milwaukee was he at Brooklyn for a
1: while as well? Brooklyn, Milwaukee, yeah.
0: Yeah. And after that, everyone's like, oh, well, this bloke's a great player, but maybe he's like best suited as a lead assistant. But he's mm. got like every inch of potential out of – every ounce of potential out of that Mavs team this season. 100%.
1: Yeah, he's done a really good job. Probably should Another, be
0: coached uh, You reckon? I reckon Monty Williams, considering how far like the Suns are separated from the field
1: they fucking just made the West final. Uh, they made the finals, like. Yeah, but doesn't mean like they're they gonna got a go... really good team, top to bottom, like one through ten. I, I don't know. I wouldn't give it to Monty Williams. I'd give it to Bickstaff over Monty.
0: Oh, you know, well maybe if we hadn't fallen off the cliff, he would have been in the calculations. But uh, well, he would have however. been. But I Sound reckon lovely. Jason
1: Kidd. When you think about it, when we just what we've just said about the fucking mm. roster that the Mavs have, you got to give a lot of credit to him. I think.
0: He does deserve uh, probably more shine than he's getting. Another great coach yeah. in the NBA is uh, Eric Spolstra. Do you see the uh, blow up between him and Jimmy Butler last week? Last week? I forget nah, right. how nah, long ago it was. It. Oh, man. It's almost just like worth pausing the podcast and going to watch. They're like, <laughs> there's a point. There's a Thank God for NBA fans because and then being back at the stadium because a lot of them were filming, not from courtside, but like behind the bench. Yeah. Anyway, they get into a bit of a verbal jab back and forth. And then there's a point where Spolstra's like looking at Butler, like mouthing, do you want to fight me? Like, are we going to fight? <laughs> and uh, Jesus. Half the players there are like looking around, not sure what's happening. Caron Butler's just like in shock. Udonis Haslam like steps in and pumps up his chest. I was going to so... say,
1: where's Udonis in
0: all of this? Heat culture himself. So uh, yeah. the reason I bring it up, obviously we know that Spolstra's a great coach, but. I don't think it's a coincidence since that blow-up that they're 0-4 and, and they're kind of teetering a bit. Teetering's a bit of a harsh word, but they've lost the mm. number one seed to the team we're going to talk about next. And they don't have the smooth, haven't had the smoothest run to like close out the year. They've had plenty of dudes banged up. Tyler Hero's been really good, but Butler's been in and out. Bam was hurt. Kyle Lowry is still doing like Kyle Lowry things, but he's not an all-star anymore. Uh, Duncan Robinson's fallen off the face of the earth so he's had a shocking year hasn't he as a stinker we were talking a lot about miami it might have honestly even been in last week's pod about if they're a serious threat or who we would take um against them and brooklyn or them and the bucks but i think i after what i've seen the last couple of weeks i might have to bring miami down a couple of pegs do you reckon that they're still a threat in the east they're tied for number one in the conference for what it's worth but Yeah, after all this other random shit that's happening, it doesn't sound like they're entering the playoffs or the end of the season, like, firing on all cylinders.
1: I kind of think that everyone in the East playoffs, except excluding the playoff uh, playing crew, are a threat to win it, honestly. Like, Mm -hmm. except maybe if you guys were in there. Like, I just think, yeah, I think um, the Heat are good. The blokes are about to talk about next are good. Philly... could do damage. Obviously, we know about Giannis. Um, Chicago's great. Who else? Who am I missing? Philly Bulls.
0: That's about it, really, in the East. Anyway, yeah,
1: like they could all win it or come out of the East. So, don't know if they could win it, but definitely come out. And um, yeah, I do worry about Jimmy Butler, but he's a he's a you know he's proven in the playoffs and. Yeah, Bam's going to do what Bam does. Spolstra is a good enough coach to probably overcome whatever's happening. But um, yeah, I'll, I'll knock them down a few pegs as well, given this new information that's just come to light for me. Yeah.
0: yeah. After the after the pod, go and have a look at it's. It's honestly worth yeah. watching because I was like, yeah, I, will. I had the multiple fan angles, a classic. Like Spolstra throws a clipboard and then like stands up. Yeah, classic shit. Um, <laughs> okay,
1: right. So if you
0: move them... Down a little bit, how high up are you moving the Boston Celtics? Because they've been rolling in the second half of the year. I think they're 27 and seven, I remember seeing in their last like almost league vest behind Phoenix record mm. since the halfway point of the year. Um, Tatum, especially since the all star breaks, averaging like nearly 33 a game. And he too should probably be getting a bit of a sniff of the MVP, like top five. Uh, yeah. how, how high do you reckon? You need to be on the Celtics. Defense is great. They've got depth. They got like two, not superstars, but like a superstar and another bona fide Robin to Batman. Mm. Do you reckon that Boston? I know you said that they can go, you know, that East, you can throw a bit of a blanket over the group, but how high up the rankings would you put Boston, do you reckon?
1: Uh, I would put them behind
0: the Bucks for me in number one in the East. All right, let's I'd let's do it now. Let's ra- let's rank the East boys. So I'd probably go the same. You got the Bucks at one,
1: yeah, and then I would maybe go Brooklyn.
0: Brooklyn, maybe. So I I think I'd put Boston just over Brooklyn, only because of the un, What's the word? The unknown around Ben Simmons. Like if he was healthy, or at least we knew he he's was going not to get playing. That. Nah, so he, like he's
1: out. Like he's out. He's not playing well, this year. Drawn a line through him for sure. Yeah, KD was talking about it last week and like his foot's fucked or something like
0: Well, he had, I can't remember how long ago it was. He had an operation or a um something on his back as well. So, yeah. Oh, maybe without, it
1: was his back. Yeah, it was actually. You're right. Yeah. I, without
0: I'm, that I'm piece.
1: I'm certain I've heard them that they've put a line through him. Yeah, okay. But still, so I think they're. They've still got two blokes who could any given night drop 50 on you, both champions, um, both stepped up in the like literally the biggest moments in the playoffs. Kyrie, maybe like the biggest moment ever, him or Ray yeah. Allen, like right there next to each other for the biggest moment. So I think I'd still have them. And then I'd probably go Chicago, then Boston. But like I say, like any of those four could come out i don't think um boston has the tools to stop Giannis and what milwaukee does to be honest right. yeah um so i think if they get well they'll probably have to go through Giannis at some point to get through so i think that'll be a problem i don't think they can stop kd um, even though their defense has been phenomenal, I, d- I don't think they've got the tools to stop. I don't think anyone's got the tools to stop KD, but they're True. not very well equipped. I think Tatum or Brown will just get eaten alive by him. And then sort of, you're still trying to deal with Kyrie. Like, can anyone stop Kyrie? So, and I just like the what um, the Bulls can do defensively. So I think they match up pretty well. And I just have more faith in the Bulls players. I don't know why. You're. I know you're not that hot, <clears throat> high on them, but yeah, for some reason, I'm just like I still believe that they can get it done, the Bulls.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, it's taken Boston to get to the number one seed in the East before we've given them plenty of love, but like mm. I said, probably the team definitely the best team in the East in the second half of the year. My stance on oh, Chicago yeah. hasn't changed. I still think I think that they're the Dallas of the East like they're destined to maybe win around and then probably bow out um I would probably rank them behind the other boys that we mentioned the bucks the Celtics the who am I forgetting oh the Nets and then probably I'd put them behind Philly as well I'm not super high on what they they could achieve obviously like you said defense could uh, hold them in good stead and they got two stars themselves but Celtics, yeah, they've been flying. Well, up the... They've
1: also got Vucevic, who's a star. Like, we forget that he's a what three time all star or something.
0: Yeah, yeah, they're
1: deep. Know. They've got scoring off the bench, they've got defense off the bench, they have got rebounding off the bench. Like, Thompson and um, Pat Williams, Kobe White can fill it up. Lonzo's still yet to come back, don't know what his deal is, but.
0: No, I'll do some digging. Like, if he comes actually back just and pushes about
1: him. Caruso to the bench or Desomnu to the bench, I think that's how you say his name Desomnu. Yeah, something like that. Like, all of a sudden, Disomnew. Like, Disomnew. shit, man. Like, they got a really good 10, um, top to bottom. So.
0: Alonzo uh, Ball will have a pause in his rehab and won't be returning for the next 10 days. That was a week ago. But, you know, <laughs> even if you take him out of the calculation, you're right. They do have a good team. I would still take the Celtics and all those other teams I mentioned before above them. Um, but yeah, well, that kind of ties into how far... Do you reckon that the Celtics could be repping the East in the finals? Or is that a bridge I think too they, far? they
1: could. I don't think they will. They could, though. Like I sort yeah. of said, those five, any of those five could come out of the East, I think.
0: Yeah, fair. That's including
1: uh, Philly.
0: Yeah, God. Aren't they a just tough peg to like pin down what they're going to do. They're a bit all over the shop, eh?
1: Do not rate. Do not rate. But they were uh, sitting number one in the East until like a day or two ago. So Yeah, it's
0: been ping-ponging around quite a bit lately. Uh, one bloke I do rate, and I'm sure you do as well, is LeBron James in line to take out the scoring title. Mm. How many yeah, times well, do you reckon hoping... he's done that? He's never done it. Oh, I swear he did it once. No? Nah? I don't think he's done it. I get the oh, feeling, like, that's kind of why he's going for it. I thought there was one season he'd already done it. Oh, well, that uh, debunks my theory. Anyway. I feel um, like I've
1: heard, I might just be have heard that wrong, but I feel like he's never actually won
0: it. I'll multitask. I'll get two things done at the same time. Because what I was going to ask you is, are you ready for everyone's favourite segment of the podcast, uh, Useless yeah. Sports by Freistad?
1: Yeah. Is it that yeah. LeBron's never won this scoring
0: title? <laughs> LeBron James has never won. Nah, no. Um, that's not it, actually. Obviously, LeBron by average is the league's leading scorer. Who do you reckon's got the most total points in the NBA right now?
1: Uh, well, it's got to be someone who's played like almost every game. Mm-hmm. It could be, could be Yanis, could be Jokic, could be, or oh,
0: like has DeRozan played most of the year? Um, he he missed a couple. Um Okay. Oh, and when I say a couple, I think it might have only been half a dozen or so games, but he's—it's not him. Booker. Uh, is also up there, but now not him. Uh, oh. I'm sort I'll of give you give you yeah. another little tidbit. We've uh we've spoken about him already on the pod.
1: Oh, Luca. Nope. Oh fuck!
0: It kind of surprised <laughs> of me. That. That's that's what made me dig it out. So you've got. Janice is fifth, Jokic is sixth, Booker's eighth, LeBron is ninth, uh, Demar Rosen, who you mentioned, is third, and there's two other blokes. Do you want me to put you out of misery? Um, it's, it's like a bit left field, is it? Eh, ish. I, both of um, them will be on the all-NBA teams that we'll get to after this. But
1: Okay, let me get my notes up then, and then I'll look through
0: it. Yeah, you can do it. Uh, well, I figure out if LeBron has a scoring title. Oh,
1: Tatum, maybe? Jason Tatum, the man, the myth. Who's number
0: two? Is it Yo- um, Joel or? No, nah, Trey Young. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, right. yeah. But yeah, Jason Tatum, the most total points in the NBA, which surprised me. Yeah, yeah. He shoots like shit, though, so whatever. Hey, 50-40-90 club uh, in the second half of the year.
1: Yeah, he's... First start of the year is like shooting like thirty five
0: percent though, and that's why he is not uh, on one of the first All NBA teams that we mentioned. So this actually was a bit of a harder exercise than I thought. Before we go into oh, our LeBron NBA picks, yeah, I thought so. I think you know, it might have been that he had a higher scoring average, and I want to say Kobe had like more total points again or something like right. that.
1: Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, I think it was the year he took him to the finals against San Antonio. It was 08, the year he lost to Boston maybe? Or Yep. Yep, that was it. Yep. Okay. Um, Carry on. Yeah, all NBA teams. So before we start this exercise, because I've gone with the very traditional approach of you have a centre, you put right. them on yeah. the first team, a centre on the second team. So Jokic and Embiid yeah, will so not both I. be appearing on the first team. Sorry, I said Jokic and Embiid will not be both appearing on the first team. Oh, together, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah sure, got you.
0: Yeah, cool. okay, just making sure we're on the same page can uh, yeah. upset a lot of the sports fans. It. All right, well, all right. uh, out of those two, I've got Nick Jokic as my starting center and the all NBA yeah, first so team, do I. the back to back MVP. I don't think it's gonna happen,
1: no, nah. I think it should. Uh, I just think like it's that. Uh, East Coast bias, man, like, you know. Uh, uh, and
0: especially if they can finish number one in the East. That'll be pretty huge really. for the Sixers to see, like, how they end the year. If Joel has, like, a 40 and 20 or something like that.
1: Yeah, it, it literally could come down to the last game. But I just, mm. I get the feeling it'll be Embiid. But I think it should be Jokic, Oak, as do you, and as do a lot of, like, people who... Fucking basketball. basketball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But anyway, uh, Joel's a good player too. So,
0: yeah, no, like we said last week, there's a, something a little bit off about Embiid uh, on it. Yeah. Track to play career high in games, but it's still like in the low to mid 60s. I so.
1: know. Uh, yeah. I know. That's anyway. Anyway.
0: All right. Uh, so, yeah, he's just spoiler alert the center in the second team, but the front court picks that I made, I had Giannis and LeBron as my two forwards. Okay. I did toy with including a couple of other characters who I'm sure we'll talk about, but Giannis I think is clearly third in that MVP race and even yeah, though... Giannis he, is Le-
1: my first forward.
0: Yep, yeah, even though LeBron has been... hot, Let's call him out, even though he's been stat padding the last like couple of months, he can't you know, can only make up for so many shortcomings of that shit roster that he's got. AD has been pretty banged up and I think you know, he's still pouring in plenty of buckets. I think he's got multiple 50-point games for the first time since he was, like, a Heat member in the same season, mm. something like that. So, yeah, I didn't knock him for his team's lack of success, but there's a couple of players that, like, as you go through, are kind of rewarded because of where their team stands, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, I didn't have um, LeBron in the first team. I had KD Yeah. because I just sort of am like, you know, KD's played a it might be 10 less games or something. But I'm like, LeBron hasn't played heaps of games either. He's played less than Joel, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of like, well, actually, I think KD impacts winning more. He's putting up uh just as good as stats, I guess, but I just I got KD um for the winning factor a little bit. And I I think LeBron's probably not getting a is getting too much credit for what he's doing. Like I think some of his games. has been getting a lot of cost. shit. Yeah, I think they've come at the cost of winning. Um, and I'm not so sure that the roster he has is that bad. Like, he's had mm. AD for half the year with him. You know, so should have picked up, should have fucking won every game with AD. Him, AD and Westbrook. Like, Russell's like, not the player he used to be and gets a lot of shit. He's a bit of, like, a scapegoat. But he's still an all-star kind of caliber player. Malik Monk's pretty good. I like Talon Horton Tucker. Is that his name? Sure is. Yeah, and I I I don't think they're as bad as people think. I just think LeBron's actually a really hard player. I I, I'm not so I'm not I don't think they're like ninth in the West. Bad. Like Mm. anyway, I just don't think LeBron's a very easy player to build a structure around. Like, and we've kind of seen that throughout his career. Unless you've got. Like elite, elite guys around him, like the K Love and Kyrie or Wade and Bosch and Ray Allen. And like the systems that LeBron has to play within, like the LeBron centric systems are just a bit, they're a bit funky, man, you know? So I don't think they're easy to win with. So anyway, I've got him in my second team and I
0: gave it to KD over him. Yeah, Durant was definitely. The next one in that conversation, it was those three fighting for two spots. You could almost say it was LeBron and him fighting for one spot, to be honest. Um, Yeah, yeah, definitely. LeBron's played in 55 games, gone 25 and 30, and averaged uh, 30.1 points. Durant has played in 48, so only seven less games, gone 31 Mm -hmm. and 17, and averaged 29.5. So,
1: yeah, almost identical
0: scoring numbers and flipped win loss records. So, I can definitely. uh, get behind that argument but yeah like I said I think I think I've really just factored in what LeBron's doing at his age and how he's still just pouring in plenty of buckets granted it's because like I said I think his team's house and he's getting a lot of that opportunity especially with Anthony Davis out but yeah you could flip a coin almost for the uh that forward spot in my eyes all right the guards give me your uh give me your two guards
1: well I sort of I don't know if this is cheating or like how it works but I've got Luca in my first team I, I think he's a point guard he's a guard so do I ask me.
0: yep I got him in a guard spot um
1: we've already sort of sung his praises but I think he's yes yeah, doing a phenomenal job and I don't know what his efficiency is like this year but I think he's still just doing you know what you expect from Luca Doncic um, it's pretty similar and then at the other look
0: before the pod started and most of his shooting numbers okay. are pretty similar
1: little bit of yeah, a dip I... but you know I think next year he'll come out and probably win the MVP and just his efficiency. will just take a bump and go really well, but he's still first team all NBA for me. And uh, I've given DeMar DeRozan the other yard spot. Oh yeah. Just had, he's had a fantastic year. Like Renaissance Renaissance. There we go. Um, I think he's just played unbelievably and he's, you know, scoring at a really good rate, still a good defender, if you ask me. I don't know. Other people disagree, but I think he's a good defender. Um, yeah, I just like what the Bulls have done. So I've sort of put him over Jar because I just don't think Jar's ha- I think Jar's overrated this year just because of the, the Memphis Grizzlies success. So
0: he has got a ton of shine for like what he's done this season and like the leap that he's taken from like pretty well-known star to superstar. So I can yeah. see that. But yeah, I think I think uh, this is where I need to put my sports be had on and overrule yeah, because I don't think DeMar's played many minutes as a guard at all. Okay. Um, and I'm trying to figure it out because I would have probably put him in the guard spot too. I mean, for the sake of the exercise, whatever. But he was the other forward along with Durant in my second team. Um, mm-hmm. because he's played, I mean, this is according to basketball reference, but 85% of his minutes have come at power forward and then power, 8% forward. power forward. Yeah, he's been DeMarco playing a lot. Of, yeah, yeah, okay. he's been playing a smooth. lot of four for the Bulls, but um, and three as well, because you know, you got a lot of those other guards like Tsumu and Caruso, Lonzo when yeah, they were okay. healthy, Levine, but. So that's why I put him in a forward spot. But you know what? Like he's out of the top, outside of the three MVP blokes that we talked about. He's probably next cab off the rank, if not like one of the top two or three blokes. Like, hang on, how am I saying this? He's probably a top six player yeah. over the entire season. So I got no qualms with putting him on the first team. I did yeah. Uh, yeah. did give my birth to Jar Morant. Uh, but, yeah, as I'm looking at it, I'm kind of tossing up whether I should tweak it and change a little bit, but I'm going to stick with my guns. Like I said, went from borderline all-star slash rising star to like franchise caliber build around this player type of talent. So even though the Grizzlies have taken a huge leap as a squad, I think he's like, he'll probably win most improved um, and deserves to. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yep. yeah, I've got given off half my uh, second team as well because I've got Joel at the center. Durant got the other forward spot, and then yeah, Damar took up the forward. So who have you got? Because you got LeBron, I assume Joel as well. Joel, yeah, well,
1: yeah. So and other who takes forward, up that second spot? I've gone with Tatum.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, just having a great year. We've already sort of sung his praises a bit as well. Um, obviously, he's got his efficiency up in the back half of the year and kind of been like cover we've always sort of said uh, i've certainly said it that i think he's the next kobe mm. and he's kind of doing it now i think it feels like he's kind of got it together a bit and he's not a kid anymore i don't know so whether or not this continues next year we'll see because it always feels like boston's a bit rocky you know like everyone's a bit unhappy there at times like they're obviously yeah, they're going through now, long, hey. yeah so we'll see what and you know i don't know if um jalen green's that happy being the like Clear second fiddle, and but we'll see. Um, Jalen Brown, yeah, I've gone with Jason Jason for my uh, second forward spot, so yeah, and I also had Jar and the guard spot, um, first guard spot. So,
0: so I'm assuming that the second uh guard spot belongs to Stephen Curry. nah oh, you you actually probably never guessed this, Chris Paul. No. Oh okay. Oh, don't tell me you put him there, not Devin Booker.
1: I did, yeah.
0: Oh. Yeah, I did. Deserves right. it, like
1: he's yeah, having a he hell does of a year it. for the best team in the league. Like <laughs> he and he is a good player. Like he just dropped forty fucking seven or eight on the Nuggets. Like I just got to watch him go to work. I hate him. He's a little prick. Like he's a legit, just a useless human being. Like if I ever saw him in person, I don't think I'd talk to him. But um, fuck you, boy. or definitely not on the basketball court. <laughs> on the basketball court, he seems like the worst person. Like, and that's only narrowly behind Chris Paul. Who like they are the most insufferable duo ever together. Like, up the Suns, them But um, he's had a great year, and I think he's. I think he's honestly for the for the body. Like the whole year, outplayed Steph. Steph's now missing this little. The end of the season, like which is mm. going to, funnily enough, prove to be like a really pivotal pivotal for Golden State. Um, so yeah, and Steph's shot like crap. Um, not a great defender. Booker's, Steph has Booker's shot like crap, man. Yeah, yeah. well, uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> I also have Devin Booker on the second team, and I changed there it after the last like three days when he had 49. Was it against you boys? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, was and fun. then um. Who else did they play? Boston, maybe? They played someone else. And I happened to like watch a bit of it. And then I think they whooped Philly today. And I was like, yeah, yeah, look, my, my hand's been forced. And to, in mm. hindsight, no, you know what? I'm doing it right now. I'm changing it. Steph Curry's actually coming out of the second team because he statistically has had his worst shooting season almost ever. Uh, it's yeah. the first time okay. in five years he's shot. He scored under 25 points a game, or maybe it's the lowest points per game since that point. So I'm going yeah. to give both the backcourt spots to the Phoenix Suns boys. There's oh, not wow. a ton of games okay. difference between Chris Paul and Steph Curry. I think it's about four and Chris Paul is probably going to play more to end the year. Uh, and I think, yeah, I mean, say what you want about Monty Williams and that team, like getting recognition, but I think like they're on track to probably win 66 games, which there's only like 20, I don't know, I'm completely guessing here, maybe 25 teams that have ever done that. So I think they deserve some credit. I think, I don't know if people are sleeping on them heading into the playoffs, but I wouldn't be surprised if they went all the way back to the West, um, all the way back to the finals representing the West. And yeah, the CP3-Devon-Booker combo, as much as it sucks to watch sometimes, and you're right, they are both like whingers and whiners and hard to fully endorse and get behind, but credit where credit's due. They're uh, now yeah, the proud fully. owners of both backcourt spots in the All-NBA yeah. second team from... Uh,
1: wow, that's... Super- I wouldn't have had... I actually don't have Steph in any of my... Uh, Steph. Chris in any of my teams. I just don't, don't know why, actually. Just- Harbouring back, back to think- what you were
0: saying yeah. about Durant, I think he's just like he just impacts winning and has done for yonks. And I think he... You, know, you could almost say that he's had more of an impact than Monty Williams in regards to that, like, Phoenix Suns team. Not taking anything away from the Mont, but... Probably. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, let's, uh, let's push Steph Curry down. He's now uh, the starting backcourt member of the third team, where Chris Paul used to be. Uh, okay. Who have you got in your guard spots for the third squad?
1: Steph's also in there. Um, but, honestly, could I wouldn't be upset if you're like, nah, Chris Paul, like... It's a bit of a toss up between those two. I still think Steph really has clearly impacted winning a lot. Of course, um, yeah, yeah, for the Warriors, the and you're stuff. and you're seeing that now. Like what happens to them without Steph? So <clears throat> I still give it to Steph, and I've gone with uh with Darius Garland as the other. Uh, woo, woo, woo. Yeah, I think there's the bloke who should win most improved. Fuck jars, little. Uptick. I reckon Darius Garland deserves it. Um, because he's just been a phenomenal guard. Like he's he's been a really true point guard all season long, like facilitates as well as anyone in the game, controls the game quite well, can obviously fill it up. Um, so yeah, I'm going with with Dgar in the the third spot and just well deserved after like a, a fantastic year.
0: I'll tell you what, amongst a couple of injuries a rise and then a fall for the Cavs overall like watching <clears throat> Darius garland this year has been the highlight of my fandom as a yeah. as a basketball enthusiast because it's just like i'm like oh we've we got one like we got a player who's like a star obviously evan mobley will probably develop into one as well but yeah i uh can see why a lot of people will pick Darius for most improved and uh, I did have a little fancy uh, wager on that in the preseason. So I wouldn't be mad if that came through. Yeah, I would vote. But I think, I think I would pick Jar for most improved purely because like Darius has gone from wherever he was to like the level Jar was at entering this year and Jar's made the leap from where Darius is now up one. And I think that's leaps harder to make. If that makes sense. It's the hardest leap to make Mm. arguably, but yeah. yeah, you know my uh, where my heart lies. I got no wrong, nothing wrong with that pick, mate.
1: So who was your second guard then?
0: I gave it to Trey Young because okay. even though Atlanta has struggled and they've gone through all sorts of shit this year, he hasn't like really taken a backwards step with regards to his scoring. His defense is going to keep costing Atlanta wins and him potentially a spot in this team for Yonks to come. But he's actually like improved all of his shooting numbers. I think he's shooting, hang on, I've got it here. Thirty-eight percent from three now, twenty-eight a game. Um, I think it's fifth in the league for scoring. So even though Atlanta faltered and didn't follow up their exploits or their heroics from last year, I think Trey Young individually, a little bit of the similar way that I gave LeBron um, some credit earlier, I reckon Trey Young deserves a nod.
1: I think that should factor in though the winning because I mean that is like we just talked about Chris Paul and like. He enters your franchise, you're automatically probably a 50-win team, mm. you know? Well, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. More or less. So, And if Trey Young's, te- their whole team's taken a step back because they didn't lose anyone. Like, in fact, John Collins should have got better. XYZ should have got better. I just feel like, like Hunter should have got better. Fucking Huertas should have got better or hurt her, however you say his name. Not anymore. Um,
0: That's how we say it now yeah. on this
1: podcast. Huertas. <laughs> and, and then when you think about Darius Garland's done a fantastic job of taking a team that should probably has no business of doing as well as they did, maybe not are, but did, Um, I, I would give it to Darius. So anyway. yep.
0: Yeah. I think you're right. I just outweigh, I guess, like his individual – Performance outweighs the detriments of the losing team. But hey, that's why we make these teams because we got the mm. differing opinions. So, yeah, Trey Young got a slight nod. Um, they've been, no, I was going to say they've been pretty banged up, but they have had most of their unit for a big chunk of the year. So, all right, hit me with your uh, forward spots because I found Tatum's in one of mine for what it's worth, but I found okay. the second forward spot extremely hard to fill because I had to rose and oh. take up one of them. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I found these really tough. Um, It's crazy that Tatum could be in your third team. That's crazy.
0: You go LeBron, Giannis, Durant, DeRozan, Tatum.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I, I sort of, I get it, but it's crazy that he could be a third teamer. Um, Yeah, it doesn't sound right. I think Pascal Siakam's had a really good year. Mm -hmm. The Raptors are kind of overachieving for like, I think, by most standards, um, I think their their team is phenomenal. Like and like we sort of t- touched on maybe last week or the week before, they're so long. Like it's they are unbelievable. Long, yeah. Like you, I think you guys played them not long ago, so you would have seen mm. it firsthand. Like they're just, it's just like stifling. You can't do anything against them, and I think Pascal's done a really good job in that. I think he's averaging like 22, 23 and eight for a good. Raptors team, um, he sh- I think his shooting's up, so I went with Pascal, and then my other spot I had to fill because DeRozan's not in one, and I've I've put Jimmy Butler in there by default, but it's really really thin at the four. He's spot. the bloke
0: that I put after Tatum, and I've literally the whole time you've been talking about Siakam, I'm like surely I've missed someone. Let me just double check and like dive through the numbers. Yeah, because yeah, he's played fifty odd games, and I'm like. oh, should I should I give Chris Middleton a nod? Not really. Like, yeah, Manda I kind Sabonis. of thought of him as well.
1: Yeah. yeah. Sabonis had a good, Sabonis is a bloody good player, but yeah, yeah, I just thought Pascal definitely and I guess Jimmy because I don't have a forward spot.
0: I can get behind or the uh, Siakam call. He's oh, on track to play about 70 games, nearly 50% from the field. Is like Easily their lead dude. No offence to Fred Van Vliet. Taken like a bump up in all his numbers too. So, yeah, I can get behind the Pascal Siakam one. Uh,
1: speaking
0: of uh, blokes that I enjoy watching, Pascal Siakam and <laughs> recent addition to the list, Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah. Is the centre on the third team. I think Jokic and Bede Cat, you can't really go wrong in any other direction. No offence to Rudy Gobert and Bam, but they haven't been on the same level this year
1: definitely not yeah go bears had a funny old year hasn't he like weird one yeah and so have the jazz in all yeah. honesty so yeah cat clearly um what the wolves are kind of doing late in the season's phenomenal and he's playing great and i think he's sort of like matured a bit and kind of improved some of his shortcomings and sort of doubled down on his strength so uh, yeah uh, i'm not a huge cap fan to be honest i've sort of said he's sh- i've really ragged on him in the past yeah um but i'll give him full credit he's done done really well this year so yeah and i kind of it's nice to see the wolves a bit resurgent for god's sake you
0: know? it is i didn't expect to see them in this position this late in the year so uh yeah credit to them as long as they Was... don't catch
1: the nuggets i'm happy
0: yeah i don't mm... I don't think it'll happen. Could happen. See it, happen. it could happen. Could, I don't think it will could happen. Could, we could also see uh, a three-way tie at the bottom of the standings. That's the way it's looking at the moment. I was going to do a little bit of uh, draft prospect stuff because according to Tankathon, the Pistons, Rockets and OKC Thunder all have the same record entering the last like fortnight of the season. So we could see okay. some like serious tanking stuff going down. Oh, not OKC, sorry, Houston. So
1: yeah. But it doesn't really matter though cuz the bottom 3 get equal isn't the even the bottom 4 get equal chance.
0: They're drawn out of the bottom 4, but I think the bottom 3 have the similar odds.
1: I think they've got the same, they've changed like it that. so there's no tanking anymore.
0: Yeah, I think the bottom they do the bottom 4 through the lottery and I think the bottom 3 have the worst okay. odds if that makes sense.
1: Um, yeah, I think out of all the teams that need it the most, I reckon the Magic need it the most. I reckon they're the well. Worst that was team. what I was going to
0: ask because, like, who do you think needs basketball. to win the lottery the most?
1: I think the Magic. They're just fucked. They're all at sea. I think the Magic need a lot of things, but for my mind, I think the Magic are the worst team in basketball. But they're all fucking shit. Oh, I
0: actually kind of think OKC is alright. Weirdly, I don't know. And I also, well, yeah, sorry. So I've got. Detroit, Orlando, and Houston are all tied for the best odds or worst odds. Okay. And then OKC is one game back from all those dudes. So, okay. So, out of that four, you know, if you're sitting in the fourth spot, you'd be a bit spewing, you didn't have higher odds. But I think, you know, you think about the dudes they drafted last year. Like Detroit got Cade Cunningham. They're all right. Houston got um, Jalen Green. Yeah, hit or miss, but he looks like he'll still be like a good scorer. Okay, so you got Giddy. And I'm like, oh yeah, yeah we love Josh Giddy on this podcast. So and they got Shay
1: too. Shea's amazing.
0: True. And Orlando have Jalen Suggs, who you don't really right. know. Does look all right. But outside of that, like
1: Wagner's. I don't know good. why.
0: I weirdly like what Detroit are building with Cade Cunningham and a resurgent Marvin Bagley, but
1: yeah yeah and i think people give up on rookie bigs too quickly anyway
0: yeah uh, that's a lot of uh a lot of basketball talk there was a couple of other bits Luckily. and pieces i wanted to get through but yeah we might just have to uh deviate and leave something meat on the bone for the next podcast uh mm. wouldn't be uh a proper sports by fry podcast if i didn't spend a bit of time talking about my fantasy team so before we go into uh AFL Fantasy, would you like to know how I got knocked out of our NBA playoff championship hunt? Uh, Sure. Herb Jones has been a shining light for Uncle Drew's entourage this season. (laughs) He had 16 points today with three made threes and six steals, single-handedly putting me above steals and threes made. So we're rolling into the last quarter of that game, I'm like, I'm up. This is it. I'm going through the championship round. Seven seconds left in the game. Herbert Jones goes to the free throw line. I was like, oh, free throws are pretty close, eh? Hits the first one, misses the second. Because he missed the second, I lost free throw percentage and then Kyrie hit maybe one, three to tie it. So I lost my fantasy matchup because Herb Jones missed one free throw. You would have lost it without him. Nah, we would have been tied 4-4-1.
1: But didn't he give you you like some stuff in the game?
0: Yeah, but he he missed his free throw, mate.
1: Yeah, okay. doesn't matter. So it, it doesn't of, yeah.
0: what have you done for me lately?
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> me lately? yeah, exactly. Fucking Herb Jones.
0: Yeah, no. Shout out to uh, if you play. If
1: you did a who he play for, I could not tell you. <laughs> the Wizards. Uh, I don't know.
0: True story was uh an Alabama product, same as Colin Sexton. So there you go. There's another useless nugget for you.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah. Great. <laughs> who does he play for though? Pelicans. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, I can. No. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Now you set up. Rangy defender, think. Herbert Jones. He's a good player. Yeah. All right. No more basketball. Put a lid on it. Uh, plenty happened in the footy world this weekend. There was a uh, fire at the MCG. There was a uh, was weird. random lot of uh, list changes with West Coast, including a couple of Albany boys getting the call up. A waffle ball winning star. It was cool to watch. Uh, but Nothing was as big as what unfolded on Friday with Sir Lancelot kicking his 1,000th goal. Uh, entering yeah. entering this game, I was pretty confident he was going to do it. But, yeah, it was pretty cool to see, like, five-ish minutes left in the game. He's, like, building towards it. I think he kicked a goal in every quarter. So they're like, oh, is he going to get it? Is he not? And then the pandemonium that ensued after he kicked that snap. Oh, my God. I think the coolest and funniest thing that i saw was the photo of chad warner and ollie florent who were walking around outside the scg oh really so, like during all the shit somehow like a security guard or someone's they tried to usher them back to their rooms and they like walked them down this footpath and this way <laughs> they ended up outside the ground
1: oh god i didn't see that yeah far out that was just that was crazy i think that's maybe like the the coolest and wildest and most interesting sporting moment i've ever witnessed um and it just sort of like speaks to how amazing sport can be and like the moments it can produce like we yeah Mum sort of said something on the weekend to me we were just chatting and she's like oh yeah like you know oh well it's just a game or something and i was like oh it is but like it kind of isn't it like it means a lot to a lot of people and it brings people together and um yeah like what buddy did was fucking amazing and i like people are sort of saying don't know if we'll ever see it again i kind of think we maybe will like maybe we'll come full circle and goals will be getting kicked all the time again but yeah just like incredible and the fact that he like he needed to kick that goal because he cunts were running on
0: yeah already that was you know what so I mean? funny like, i was like, imagine imagining what that. are you
1: gonna do yeah and he did he just i i think if he missed the game would have stopped anyway. Like Might have, it would yeah. have taken so long to get everyone. Like everyone was already so far on. Like it's one of those things Like as soon as you see the first bloke go, you're like, Well, I'm fucking going. Yeah, I'm going like, too. Yeah, I'm not uh, if he's done it, I'm going. And like it seemed like everyone just did that. But like the drone shot from above so of when cool. he kicks it, that is like one of the coolest things I've ever seen. So yeah, that was amazing. Good way to start the weekend.
0: Great way uh lady emptying her nan's ashes on the oval there was a crew that had a picnic <laughs> there's the just ashes. it might it might be that's like the craziest, so unsanitary
1: man i know
0: it might be the craziest thing like craziest night slash event in footy history let's be honest like yeah. big call and there's been some weird wacky shit that's happened like back in the 80s and the 70s and that but like you said everyone was on the ground before he'd like pretty much kicked the footy
1: and, and it was also just missed. fucking it was just dangerous like it got dangerous there like we've all been at the front of a festival when you're like oh like, i can't move like, i'm, I'm out of crushed. control now like, yeah i fell over in the street at mardi gras when that was happening and i was like i'm gonna get trampled to death but like, i'm gonna die like i can't believe no one got hurt um and i was like for, for a while i was like really scared for buddy i was like oh my god like he must have just got off the ground and be like, "I am
0: knackered, boys." Yeah, like,
1: yeah, I like, don't put me back out there. I am
0: knackered. So anyway, it
1: was like amazing to watch. Pretty unreal, though.
0: Eh? Yeah, I yeah, I am in the camp of I don't know if we will see anyone ever do it. But the more I think about it, the more I'm like, well, ever. exactly. Ever's a long time, and uh, it'll take like a generational talent like someone like Lance Franklin to do it. But we've just seen a generational talent like Lance Franklin do it. So, yeah, know, exactly. There's one every might be generation. 15 but years, might be 20, might be 40, but I, th- I think someone will kick a thousand goals again.
1: Before we die, before the, the heat death of the universe, it'll happen again.
0: Oh, that's only going to happen 2032, isn't it? We don't have long. <laughs>
1: no, heat death of the universe is millions of years away. Heat um, death of the earth, though, don't
0: know. Yeah, different kettle of fish. If you had to... Different.
1: That's a totally different podcast, actually. <laughs> it's a science podcast. Science Welcome by to Fry.
0: Conspiracy theories by Frosty. Um, you had to pick a bloke currently playing in the AFL who could, like, breathe into that conversation or could build up to potentially kick in a thousand snags, is there anyone that springs to mind? Nah. nah Max I King was pretty either.
1: impressive on the weekend. Maybe Max. Yeah. Um Jamara would have to start doing some shit. But other than those two, nah, not right now.
0: I think there's clearly no one in the combo way. Eh? Because like you look at the best forwards in the game currently. Sorry, Harry Mackay, no offense. You got like Tom Hawkins, Jezza Cam, Josh Kennedy, Norman. Jack Rewalt, um Buddy himself. Norman. Like, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. But like with the exception of the Norton, combo. all those dudes are like 30 plus and probably will yeah. be retired three years from now, four years from now. So far like off. Kicks 500 five hundred, Rewalt. Yeah. This might be his last year, oh, eh? honestly. Oh, goals wise. He's, like, he's probably got 800 go hey, nah, no, that's nah. Off. Yeah. That's I eight. think he even if he has eight hundred, which he doesn't, I think he's got about six sixty ballpark. Um oh,
1: fuck, oh way
0: off. I wonder who has the most out of active players. Yeah. Oh, he's got seven sixteen. So you know meet mm. you in the middle. But oh, yeah. yeah. He needs 300 goals to get there. Yeah. No. Not
1: yeah, no one. And and you, it's the thing like with Buddy, you, like you just knew you could see it immediately. And it was just a question of, oh, will this guy play long enough to kick a thousand goals? Whereas mm. no one, no one lights it up like Buddy. It's like, yeah, until we see that, it's the same as basketball until you see a LeBron James again, you're like, you know it. You know it when you see it from day one. You're like, oh, yeah, this guy. This is the guy. Michael from day one. Like good old, uh,
0: like Huddo called. He really is, Lance Franklin, like the greatest showman.
1: He'd be up there. I didn't watch enough of those, the 80s, you know, like. I'm sure I can't speak. Yeah, of course. I'm sure like it's probably pretty great to watch Warwick Kappa run around. You know, yeah that sort of shit you know like, good but, point buddy he, yeah he was, he's been phenomenal he's one of my favorite players of
0: all time yeah hard to argue. uh sure. tell you what hasn't been phenomenal is uh, the Frio dockers through two rounds i mean they clawed the that big from shit. adelaide and it's literally like watching them try to go inside 50 against st kilda just yeah. just hurt my eyeballs it's the same dumb shit the skills were okay they're chipping it around but like couldn't kick a goal Couldn't hit a target inside 50. Couldn't just like do some basic. Yeah, but that's only an excuse for so long. Like Rory Lobb isn't going to win a Coleman. You got bloody Tabernar who sniffs at kicking a couple of bags every now and then. But like, even if you put a, let's put, let's put Aaron Norton in the goal square. I don't know if we're like a, Great team, just with him in the side. Obviously, it gives everyone a premier target to go to. Or Max King, <clears> who like tore us up. It's just, yeah. This is a, obviously the pessimistic Frio fan coming out of me, but it just looked yeah. disappointing and just fucking dumb decisions and dumb um, shit.
1: I reckon it's. Oh, it it is really just that one problem. Your defense is phenomenal. Midfield's great. Backline's great. Now everyone's healthy. It's like literally, same with if you think I think about it from an NBA point of view, it's like if LeBron's dominating or if Giannis is dominating or if if Jokic is dominating down low, think about how open the three-point shooters get. And it's Mm. the same thing. If, like, you get a a power forward who's, like, really drawing attention, we literally saw it. It's what the Swans do. I swear the Swans were sort of saying, oh, Lance, like, you know, pop up if you can, but we're actually not using you tonight because three blokes are going to go to you every time because you're the you're the bloke and so much space for the rest of the swans. And I think that's all you guys need. But like year after year, you fail to get it done in the recruiting and, and draft process, like, and you, you drafted, what's his name? like um, Jai Amos. I miss. Yeah. But he's, but where the fuck is he? And you know, like what's going on? Like, and that's still three years away, unfortunately
0: with a rookie, yeah.
1: unless he, Turns out to be the next buddy, which I'm not thinking he's gonna be. Like,
0: if you're the next so, buddy, you, you're day booing by now.
1: I think so, and so yeah, you guys just have to next year free agency, just be like, here's the fucking bag, and not to like some Jesse Hogan or a washed up Chris Tarrant or a. It's got to be like, fuck. I, I can't think of a bloke, but you got to be yeah. like, here it is, like here's the here's the buddy contract whoever yeah
0: yeah now i get you for a sniff like it's for a not while i thought logan mcdonald a... might have uh got thrown that bag but he just signed for get another two, two year years of the swans yeah maybe after that
1: though but it's still you gotta fight you have to like you guys actually i think have a little window right now where like your old players are still pretty good your young guns are one. i mean brayshaw's unreal and the rest are pretty good mm. your backline's solid You've got a good defensive scheme. You just need to kick goals. So like, it should be – I'm sure it has been for years with Frey, but it should be priority fucking number one. Yeah, I don't just know if it,
0: it feels like it should it be, but I don't know if it has. Like, like you said, well, you they gotta drafted – got to have a bit
1: of faith in Belly.
0: Yeah, he has done pretty solid. He's done pretty well. Yeah, I, I think he has anyway. Yeah, I don't know. I, I was going to say something else, but I can't – Oh, I mean, <laughs> they are missing Fife, Darcy – Tab and, uh, but you know like important parts of their team, but you shouldn't be losing to St Kilda and shouldn't be within one point of Adelaide if you're going to do the shit that we've kind of talked about in the preseason and make that leap to the finals. But yeah. hey, yep. someone's got to finish eleventh.
1: Yeah, it's going to be you Uh, yeah.
0: What do you reckon Coasters will finish?
1: It's really hard to gauge. I mean, it's just. It's so unknown right now for West Coast. Hopefully next week, the blokes who have COVID have recovered. You know, like everyone was able to get on the plane, like not have to quarantine in Melbourne. So it was, uh, I I, I don't know if we talked about last week, but putting up a good fight in both of these like really crap situations might it might be that galvanizing thing. Yeah. That West coast, West coast has since that um 2018 have kind of felt maybe a bit big for their boots and like a little bit identity less. I don't think mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a word or not, but um and you think this might just bring them together. Like, and you could really see it on the weekend, how together everyone was and how behind everyone was behind each, everyone was getting behind one another. And yeah, I thought, I'm sort of thinking as these blokes now trickle back in, you never know. It might just be one of those things that you're like, yeah, this sort of sets you up for a good season. I'm not convinced that we'll challenge for the eight. Like we're on two already, which is not a good start, but I guess I feel sort of good about it. Um, good to see Shuey back out there. Um, yeah. He played well. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it was great to see Govs back at his best again. Like, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. Witherden was a bit fucking all over the place though. He was my yeah. one kind of guy. I was like, what the what the fuck was that man?
0: Like anyway. Yeah, he butchered a couple of those kicks coming out of the back line too. I'll tell and you into who the i forward
1: fifty uh, too. True. Yeah. Yeah.
0: He was I mean, I guess you can kind of see now why Brisbane were like, off you go, mate. Like when he came over for West Coast, Maybe, I was yeah. like, fuck, the boys have done it again. They've just stolen yeah. one.
1: <laughs> we we might still like he's got good oh, yeah. people he's learning under, but anyway, yeah. I, I'm I feel all right. don't know where we'll
0: finish. I, I don't really care to comment on that at the moment. It's, like a bit. it's tough to gauge, right? Especially after the storm mm. that just unfolded with that team changes. Surely like a an AFL record 14 changes from one week to another. That was just
1: right? like the, one of the wildest weeks of footy I've ever seen, man. Like, yeah, just crazy. Yeah.
0: As if, as if like given all the health and safety protocols and all that, then they have a late change because Jacko oh, no. insults himself. I couldn't, You're like,
1: I couldn't believe it. What the fuck? Z- Z- Big Zimo messaged me, is like, this is literally unbelievable. Like, <laughs> yeah. I can't. This you can't write this, man. He couldn't like, have written
0: that, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, useless tidbit. Deckers, I think Sir Swamp thing. The uh, Twitter stats bloke pointed this out. Declan Mountford played his first game for North against the West Coast Eagles. And mm-hmm. this game, he plays for the West Coast Eagles against North. Uh, maybe yeah. his last AFL maybe. who knows?
1: Maybe. Yeah, I, I didn't think any of the the blokes were that good. except uh, Black was maybe the, bet, the pick of the bunch. What do you
0: think? Yeah, I thought the same. I thought Angus had some, like, solid moments and, like, didn't look out of place. But also I'm like, oh, he's like a squad piece, if that makes sense.
1: And also, like, the, the thing to remember about poor old... Gus, is that he was just under fire? Like, yeah, you know, the ball was coming in hard and
0: fast and often. So, you know, Nick Larky was having a party. Yeah, yeah. yeah. However, well, we'll uh, we'll have to wait and see who's available next week for the coasters, but surely it can't be as bad as last week.
1: Oh, and the other thing is about that game. Last thing was how good was it to see Willie and Liam just light oh. it up.
0: That's they what I was phenomenal. gonna say. Yeah, know. they were unreal. So, yeah. Well, you Sorry, were glad to see uh Gubsy back at the peak of his powers. I was glad to, glad to see uh Willy Rioli running amok. That was that was cool. And
1: like truly playing really good footy. Mm. So I don't know. Might just maybe those those little things might come together and we might do
0: well this year. Who knows? Could uh could have been a cheeky little cash cow if you jumped on Willy Rioli at the start of the season. He did uh I had him crack. in my fucking team. He cracked. Oh, and then got rid of him.
1: You know, just with all the things that happened. Like first money first for iteration, he was sitting in there, mate. He was in there. Yeah. And yeah. I'm spewing. Yeah.
0: What do he have? 100 on the weekend? Oh, nah. A bit less, eh? Like 80-something?
1: Not sure, but he's gone up yeah. both
0: weeks. So, yeah. Trending in the right it direction. It be like that. Like, uh like both our fantasy sides. Dare I say it? Uh Two weeks Pretty in, I'm not not unhappy with how the boys are looking. Yeah,
1: I thought I was finally for like one of the few times in our lives going to outscore you, and then Brayshaw just went crazy. <laughs> I was I was sitting there watching. I was like, ah, like have one forty, but don't just just, just stop and settle, mate. mate.
0: Yeah,
1: ah, yeah. So anyway,
0: so in uh, I play in two. Cash leagues like one with good mm. old lock Petty, who's hopefully yeah. listening to this. Shout out Locke Petty, some uh, unreal players in that league. Bro. Oh, yeah, there are some serious contenders in that thing. Um, Fuck it, and then the other cash league I was playing in was going up against Jack Steele and Andy Brayshaw. And the bloke like commented in the group chat, we've got he's like, Oh, be nice to finally get my first win on the board. I got Steele to come, and you got Brayshaw, and he needs to make up 80 points. And I was like, Oh, yeah, like. Surely you've got it in the bag.
1: Yeah. And then
0: Brayshaw's last mark he took on the siren tied oh. the thing and he kicked oh. it after the siren and they counted yeah. the kick. Oh, no way. So, those that last like plus six literally got me the win.
1: Man, it was a huge score. That was like crazy.
0: crazy. It was, yeah, that was another crazy one to watch, to be honest. It was so good. I thought, like I said in the preseason, I can't remember if it was on the pod or just to you. I think it was. I was like, I could see him going hundred and fifteen this year and being yeah. like a top, yeah. top ten player in the game, but no one saw that fucking shitstorm. No man. way. Yeah, no. Nah.
1: Oh, if you'd claimed that then I was gonna be like, nah, man, oh, fuck. No. Nah, so nah. Good.
0: That's a crazy <laughs> line. 40, 10, and 8. That's a uh monster. Yep, 100 percent So what uh what did the Quisplorken boys? finish on how's your rank looking after two weeks
1: we're sitting four four nine six in the top nice. five which i'm very happy with uh, yep. it's easily it's like easily the lowest i've been and before old mate ha- went crazy i was sort of hovering around the one one Course. k mark so yeah <clears throat> and then obviously all the andy brayshaw teams especially any crew skipping him but he got an absolute it was a couple. monster yeah so anyway i'm um, still happy with it we got 2176 for the oh sorry for the week um yep. yeah, it was a good week you know
0: that's a for week yeah, two, pretty monstrous usually I'm not week scoring, in round two.
1: yeah i'm not usually scoring 2100 until uh, round <laughs> b usually yeah. So.
0: yeah uh what's what's the trade plans early on for cusp is there any uh any holes you need plugged or what are you thinking for first trade
1: For Zachy Merritt going down with Mm. Sindos Moses. Um, So I'll just plug Brace straight in, pretty much straight swap. Um, You reckon you go Brace? You don't go someone else? I could, I mean, I could probably make anyone work really, but I'm going Brace. Like, worst case, he's making me some money. Like, and I'll could probably pick up Jack Steele the next week, who's coming down and Mm. You know, um, but I got a, as much faith in Brace as anyone in the league right now, to be honest, other than Tukin, maybe tracker But in terms yeah. of fantasy scoring, um, I got like Brace was as good as anyone. So I, I'm going to plug Brace in there. He's got the Derby. I'm sure, we'll have a cracker match. Like Probably a pretty depleted West Coast still um, on home turf.
0: Hasn't been underdone so- either way.
1: Yeah, so I reckon um, I'll lock Brace in and I just like him. Like, we always say this like, unless I had the money for two, like, get your favorite fucking players in there if they're good. Like, so yeah, I think I'll rock with the Brayshaw and um And then I'm looking around, and I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know who I'm. I'll just maybe chop out a rookie who gets dropped for someone who is playing. I don't know. But I'm really happy top to bottom with my team. Honestly, maybe the, that um, D6 is a bit dicey, but probably the same for everyone right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, pretty similar boat. I've managed to swing a couple of things around. So I've got I've only got five rookies on my field at the moment, um, okay. including two in the midfield, but I've got Adzi Trelaw slung into the mids um, as a mid forward. I'm toying with the idea... I don't think I'm going to follow through on it. You know me. Last week, I was like, if Matt Crouch does not get 100, he's gone. Um, <clears throat> yeah, he's going. toying with the idea of chopping out Matty Rowell to bring Josh Ward onto my field after Rao's stinker, which would then. Treat-
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: That would get me, because I've still got McInerney. I just held him because I couldn't trade him to anything I liked. Um, and I could pretty much get up to a Doherty, Lloyd, Jaden Short, like another. Big dog down back. I don't think I could quite get up to As whole, but uh, I don't think Docherty's, I'm going to go down
1: that path. money in the bank this year, I reckon.
0: Yeah, he's one that I really want to snap <clears throat> early. I'd fully um, endorse that, but I don't. I don't think I want to chop Rail out yet. I think that might have just been a bit of a no. blip. I still think I, he'll I average. Think so. I think he'll average eighty-five to ninety, if not better. Um, and that brings Josh Ward onto my field, who, you know, looks good against Port Adelaide and had 85, but also. All the Hawthorne,
1: like, Hawthorne fantasy wise didn't look good, but Haw- like where the fuck did that come from? No one saw this oh, coming And wasn't that in Adelaide, too? Mm hmm. That was just, I, I just couldn't believe what I was watching, honestly. I so was so like, bizarre. It was happening. Yeah. And like,
0: that didn't was just so win or like inconsistently fight. Like, they pretty Promenated. much leaded from way to Go without too much fuss. Sammy
1: Mitchell must be a hell of a coach, eh? Like
0: speaking yeah. of, I listened to um don't promote a lot of other podcasts on this podcast, but I listened to Back Chat, the Will Schofield one. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he had Dommy Sheet on this week, last week, can't remember. But anyway, I listen to the Dom Sheet episode. And he says that yeah. Sammy Mitchell rocks up at the start of the 2018 season, like after he's finished playing and puts a cup, like, on the middle of the table. And he's like, "Righto, boys, to all the midfield group. He's like, I'm going to show you how to win a premiership. Here we go. <laughs> and they were all like, "Yeah, right Oh, oh right righto, mate, whatever you reckon. And then they got the finals. And he's like, yeah, you, all, you boys all remember that? All right, well, this is where we are on the ladder. You win three games of footy, you get that cup. It's that easy. And they were all looking yeah. at each other like, oh, yeah, shit. Okay, yeah, that, I guess he's got a point. So, yeah, it's not that hard. I don't think it's a coincidence that, the Coasters didn't make another grand final since he left. Like he must just be yeah. an elite character. Yeah, for sure. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I've got a got a lot of faith that Ward will keep serving his role as a cash cow, but just keep him and the other Hawks bloke on my bench. Just keep mm. puttering along. So I think I'll end up doing a similar thing. I'll do a bit of bench shuffling. That Corey Durden bloke from Carlton might get the flick. So I'll probably chop him. He was still him. lively, I thought. But- and, yeah, that, that's where I'm at with my rookies, though. Like, most of the mm-hmm. rest of them I like. Like, I've got O'Driscoll and Skinner down back. Who O'Driscoll, like, if he wasn't the sub, I reckon would have scored all right. Hope he comes in next week. Uh, Skinner, risky on the field. But then I've got both those Hawks boys. I've got Jack Hayes in my ruck spot. I've got Nick Martin and Durden. So there's not many other rookies. Hugo Ralph Smith's probably mm-hmm. the only other one. From Richmond, who I might chop in, but
1: I guess that's that's probably the one move that I'll likely make is bring Nick in. Mm. Mar- is it Martin? Martin, yeah. Essendon, but yeah. i probably just swing to get him in as um, a cash cow, and that's probably my trade to be break
0: even of negative forty four. Like that's you're laughing ridiculous. Yeah,
1: that's two. That's at least like, no matter how bad you
0: play, it's like two weeks of Increasing, in he's getting over three hundred k. Yeah, yeah, like really. So. Um, so, because I don't have a ton of spondola to play with, I might subscribe to your theory and just get in a bloke who's going well, who I thought would go well, and sat in my team most of the preseason, then chopped him out because I wasn't worried he was gonna. I was worried he wasn't going to get enough ball. Bring in Hayden Young.
1: Yeah, he, he looked good on the weekend. Taking a couple. Oh, of oh, wait, he's looked good in both games, hasn't he?
0: Yeah. And he's got a break even of uh, 45. Don't need him to stay forever. Just what's he worth? 580, 588. Mm. So I can either have him or the other route I'm toying going down is keeping an extra 120K in the bank and bring in Foley from the Coasters.
1: Yeah, what did Foley
0: have on the weekend? I sort of missed the scores. I was just really focused on the game. He had 74. But he had 47 of those points in one quarter, which yeah, I don't know.
1: Pretty, <laughs> I thought I know that's a good or a bad
0: thing. I, I would say that's good. Yeah. Uh, scoring, scoring bloody uh, 47 points in a quarter is probably never considered a bad thing. But you know what
1: yeah, I mean? I, I do kind of think this time of year, and I've sort of fallen a bit of victim to it. I've got no money in the bank pretty mm. much both weeks. And I kind of wish I had a bit So Might be I I don't know I reckon unless you think Hayden Young's going to Sit in your Backline all year Maybe you do Um, I would be Probably more inclined To go the other route
0: But Yeah I'm umming and and ha I'm also like Oh They're playing Each other So like Where do I think the ball's Going to be more It's like Probably Foley's end mate (laughs) Probably But I don't know yeah, he and in that 47 point quarter, I'm just having a bit of a gander now. Like he had three tackles and he had four plus sixes, like mark kicks. So he scored in mm-hmm. like a wide variety of ways. Didn't look shit out in round one against um who'd you boys play in round one? Gold Coast. Gold Coast, yeah. Like was doing his thing and getting quite a few marks and kicks that way. And even if he gets he's like an inflated rookie and he averages 60 from here on out. Mm. Right, that extra hundred ish K. is pretty tempting.
1: Well, and just gives you a bit of flexibility next week. Maybe you do want to bring in a primo somewhere or I don't know, kind of. Especially because Foley's going to make money, you mm-hmm. know. So anyway, he's probably averaging the same as Hayden Young anyway, isn't he?
0: It'd be pretty similar to be honest. Yeah. The, um, yeah, the we'll route see. I wanted to go down was to grab Jordan Dawson. I reckon he's primed at the moment because after watching he that Adelaide good. game, he... Yeah, he looked really good. He looked a bit lost in the first half of the 3 Adelaide game, but he was playing like a weird role. And then he scored 55 in the second half and then scored essentially 55 in both halves on the weekend and got to 110. So He is I playing reckon, a funny role. You're right. Yeah, it's kind of like hybrid wing. Like he's not just up and down that wing. He's, yeah, a bit all the shop, sort of like
1: a shot. Yeah, I would just worry if he, to me, he looked really good when Rory Laird went, uh, Sloane went down.
0: Yeah, okay. And good so
1: point. I reckon if Sloane is playing, I would be. Uh, well, I well, because I've sort of eyed him off a bit as well. I'm, I would pump the brakes personally. But you're right; he, he looked really good. I thought. Um, But if if Laird he comes back in as well, it just mm. just a lot a little bit less ball for him. Um, So mm. anyway, we'll see. I, I do like the move though.
0: Just handy at his price. You know, you got Hall, who's like the 900 grand, and then you got your Lloyds and your Dohertys, et cetera, around the 800. And good old Dawson's like low sevens. I'm like, well,
1: it's
0: tempting to get on him if he like keeps trending upwards. But
1: yeah, yeah, I don't think
0: I'll have the cash to pull it off this week anyway. So put him on your favorites. Yep. Keep him in the uh, watch list. Uh, Before we wrap this up, how is the uh, ruck situation unfolding at? Quis-Blocken. Who have you got in the rucks?
1: Whitsy and Rowan Marshall. Rowan That's had a right. bit of a weird weird game, but it's, I think it's because Sean Darcy's a bloody good ruckman and, you know, meek, serviceable. Um, as soon as Darcy went down, Marshall started scoring pretty well, but he only got to 64, which is a bit of a pain in my butt. Um, but I'm just going to hang on to him. I, I reckon he's good for... Roughly, I mean, he averaged ninety last year, probably. Like, as long as him and Witsy are giving me that, and Gorn and um, Grundy are dishing out just a shit of scores, I'm, I'm pretty alright. I'm just sort of going to wait for those two blokes to come on down and in price, and then jump on them at the opportune time. So, there's a
0: lot of crew who are uh, unhappy, especially the crew that started oh, yeah. with both of them. I'm uh, so glad I didn't do
1: that. Thank yeah.
0: God. I mean, I don't mind having, I've got Brody in my first ruck slot and he is going to bleed a bit of cash. Actually, what's his break even sitting at now? 130. But, you know. He could get I that. Think, yeah. The Luke Jackson piece in uh, Melbourne's outfits, potentially alarming for Gawney's, uh fantasy scores. Don't get me wrong. I reckon he'll bounce back up and be like a 100 average player. But mm. average 108 last year. Jackson's like, clearly taken a step up. I wouldn't be surprised if they were like, oh, I don't really care about the regular season or the fantasy scores. We want to win another flag. So we'll just keep getting max to his 90 odds and keep toggling the two. What was... Uh,
1: for some reason, I didn't watch the Melbourne... Oh, maybe I did watch the Melbourne game or maybe the back half of it. What was the deal with Jackson like? Was, was he rucking that much? It seemed like he got lots of points from King goals and shit.
0: He, yeah, he didn't ruck a ton, to be honest, but he just, what I would say is ate up a lot of the extra points. I'll see if I can get up how many ruck contests he was in um, compared to Gorney, not a ton of center bounces from memory, but that game was on at the same time as the Port Hawks one, yeah which I was, and I was watching that one. So I wasn't watching too much of Gold Coast and D's, but um, it seems like Jackson's flying around and getting a lot more of like the loose ball that, Gorn, he's fed off in the past. So he had, yeah, okay. he had five I marks this- and four tackles and kicked two snags. So okay. he's a bit around at other ruck contests. There you go. Witsy was at, oh, that doesn't sound right. Was it 78 of them? 76, sorry. Max Gorn, 52. Luke Jackson, 39.
1: Oh, okay. So Yeah, that's interesting. I-, I watched the last quarter of that game, and this isn't really a fantasy take, but. Christian Petrarca is that good, but Tooke Miller is also so good. Like, it, he's not just a fantasy accumulator. Like, as a footy player, he is... It, for me, honestly, in that last quarter, he outdid Petrarca, who, like, was phenomenal. But, like, the way Took went about it and won the footy, I just... For, for, for me, it's definitely... We were talking about this last week, I think. Is it Petrarca number one? And I think it is. But I reckon Tooke might be one... Be, you know, like he's that good.
0: He is fucking um, unreal. Tuke there's Miller. my
1: sort of semi spicy take. Took Miller is
0: that fucking good. We, um, I was talking to a couple of the boys I was watching the footy with about how in the past when he, we used to watch a game with Dermot Burton, anytime he said something dumb or we rolled our eyes, we're like, righto, boys, that's a drink. Mm, those and were it, the good days. Derm was firing again on the weekend and he fired out the classic take. He's like, yeah, I reckon. Took Miller might be the hardest worker in AFL history. And someone I was sitting with, was like, oh fucking pump the brakes. And then I was like, well, he I haven't be. watched all of AFL history, but you know, it's not a like a blasphemous claim. The bloke has been like, fucking unreal. He's right up there with like Ben
1: Cousins, Shane Crawford kind of blokes, I reckon. But he goes, he goes so hard. There's a few times that he just like put his head over a ball in a pack. And emerged with it and was off. And I was like, oh my God, like that sort of stuff. I, it's that's kind of like Judd level stuff. You're like, whoa, like that was an amazing play that you just no one does. So anyway, uh, Petrarca is the best player in the the world, but uh, took might be the second.
0: Yeah, I can, I can almost safely get behind that. Uh, that take mm. Christian Petrarca, five bucks to win the Brownlow. a Miller, 15 bucks uh, for what it's worth. So just. Uh... Just keep monitoring that as the season. I progresses. reckon
1: Tooke might just score in every fucking game. He like might get a vote or two, if not best on. Like he probably would probably got, get
0: one. Yeah,
1: he probably got second best on ground in that game. Like he was just, and he's he, he's same way Petrarca is, same way Bond is, same way Fife is. Just so visible the stuff he does. Whereas you know Oliver is a bit more background guy. J-Mac yeah, in background. and under. Yeah, Tooke is just. He's flying past and working hard and gut running. Anyway,
0: yeah. Really glad that I don't have uh, Tukmila or Christian Petrarca in my fantasy side. I might have to rectify that before too long. I never would have put Christian
1: in uh, because he's just never been like that unless he had four. So he's never been that elite, elite guy. But he's like, he looks amazing this year. Yeah. No tags yet, though.
0: No tags yet. And they do have the Dons, who are now going to be missing Zachy Merritt. Like, surely, after watching him carve up the grand final, carve up the Dogs the second time, and then carve up Gold Coast. If you're Truck Rutten, you're like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a midfield. They didn't tag you last week, though. Nah, and, like, I don't think they will. I, I did have on the running sheet to talk about taggers and the lack of, and, like, what the fuck, why was Matt Rowe been used as a tagger? But... You know is that what probably
1: happened oh, okay yep.
0: for a chunk of it? It's yeah, he's I think he had 20 points in the first quarter and then just oh. shat the bed and then went like yeah. they used him as a tagger, but it was just like he was watching but I could just get the footy.
1: Yeah, well, it's like, one yeah. of those things you're like, oh, maybe he learned something, yeah, <laughs> by watching the go like best player in the league do it. Right. Yeah,
0: hopefully. <laughs> Like uh, a lot of people say, if you get told to do a job and you do it shit, they won't uh, make you do it again. So
1: yeah, because he did. Is have words.
0: Good old Rowley had twenty seven in the first quarter, and then yeah, finished oh. on forty six. Fuck,
1: that's brutal. Yeah, Grose, so yeah,
0: yeah, he'll survive. I'll give him one more chance. Do you want to talk about taggers? There's no. not many. <laughs> no, all right. Well, let's. That's that's all what right. I was going to say. Do you reckon that? Teams need to bring back the tagger. Do you need so, someone? You got to try have and someone. Shut in. down these boys.
1: Yeah. Well, if you don't have a like one of those elite midfielders who kind of does both, like Um Kirk used to do it, and I'm just Kornzie. trying to think, like who's that?
0: Kane Collins yeah, who's yeah. the And
1: there is kind of guys in the league who used to do it, although they're not jumping to mind. Like
0: shout out Ryan Crowley.
1: Yeah, Matty Pritis was kind of that sort of guy who could go both ways. And I'm sure I'm forgetting Joel Selwood used to do it too, actually. Mm. He was really good at it. But um Oh my Lingy. Think, well, Lingy couldn't get the footy though. Like <laughs> yeah. Lingy was a tag. I was sort of talking about those hybrid guys who can get can still get 30 and stop a bloke getting 30.
0: Tick both um, boxes.
1: Yeah, there's definitely not many of those in the league right now. I guess but um Clayton used to have a bit of a mm. bit of a perchant for doing that, but he's you feel like he's just off the chain. I think there's that many elite midfielders who can genuinely rip your heart out. I, I think there's a definitely a a place in the game for a, a tagger at the moment. Like need a ball, you need obviously. to stop Christian Prataka. You need yeah. to stop Rocky Neal. You need to stop some someone need to stop Brayshaw, even though they won. You needed to stop Paddy Cripps on Thursday night or whenever it was like the dogs just had no one, they backed themselves in. And the, the Libra should have been able to do it, his dad could, but I recommend every game, there's hey, a place. like
0: one midfielder that just tore up, yeah, every team pretty much. And you're like, you could even <laughs> they lost by what 40, 50 points, but like Trav Boak just was everywhere, just yeah. couldn't not get the footy. Um, yeah, we've mentioned all, most of them. Neil Brayshaw, yeah, it just surprised me because I heard oh, it must have been on one of the like transitions between games. There was a couple of the crew, like Gary Lyon and John O'Brown, whatever, talking about it, and then we saw Matty Rao try to tag, or at least be given that like label, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Yeah, there's no one who's like the the best." clamp or the best like lockdown player in the league anymore it just seems like they've just gone right Oh, we've like our three will go head to head with your three and we'll figure it out like even jack Steele was he a tagger back in the day or is he just yeah more of a georgie beast? hewitt
1: was a tagger at sydney yeah. um i guess hutchings and De Boer the ones that recently stand out and they it was only like two years ago they were really good at it but mm. i remember thinking like oh god this midfielders in fantasy is going up against well, DeBoer. You would,
0: right? You would change yeah. your tactics and your trade moves based on the fact that, oh, fuck, they're going up against, yeah, like you said, Hutchings or DeBoer or a known tagger. Yeah. I do
1: think, I reckon the best tagger is Crowley. He would be, take yeah. my vote for best tagger I've ever seen. Um, but I don't know if you got Sweat bands else? and all. Yeah. I think he, I thought, I sort of had a, 10 minute think about it when you sent me through the run share the the thing and I was like oh, out of all of them I reckon it was Crowley. But
0: yeah, I never I watched had, play. So I had uh Lingy, um Brett Kirk and Crowley kind of like as the top three. The name did get mentioned, so did Kane Corns, but yeah, I think I think Crowley was definition of like, righto neither of us are touch the footy today, mate. Like,
1: yeah, yeah. And and we're in number be 15 because that's gonna, gonna be our a
0: combined prick. touches
1: yeah yeah i'm gonna be a real shithead all day and no one's gonna like me but fuck you gary
0: ablett you know i'm gonna pinch you i'm gonna scratch you but i'm not yeah. gonna let you kick the footy
1: i saw ryan crowley the other day actually at the oh, yeah?
0: how's he how's he looking
1: hey, he's looking real good he's looking <laughs> so i sort of walked past him. And i was like fuck i need to like dress a bit better eh? <laughs> is he putting on so a hard tag good.
0: at the uh blackjack table or just just pumping the brakes
1: Oh no, he, he had a he had a hard tag on him all night, mate.
0: Yeah, I'm surprised. Yeah. All right. That was a bumper podcast. Plenty of shit to uh dissect there. But hey, when we got on a roll, sometimes you just gotta let the content flow. How long have we been talking about? I think it's like nearly an hour and forty, maybe more, actually. That's yeah. a good, That's up right
1: up there with our longest ever. I
0: think it I think it'll push it, that's for sure.
1: We did one at maybe, like, the start of the NBA season. It was pretty long, I think. Like, we might have been the first. We we're like, oh, we're back. First one we've done in ages. Yeah. Like, yeah. But there we go.
0: We're back up to the ease. That NBA talk took so long. Dude. We just kept bouncing between so many different teams too. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. So what do you think about the Celtics? Oh, they're not yeah. as good as the Bulls. Oh, yeah. How's Lonzo Ball looking?
1: And I'll take I would take Monty Williams. No, I'll take JB Bickerstar. Like, oh my God, man. Very yeah. comprehensive.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You, you definitely got your money's worth today, sportsby fans, that's for sure. Yeah. All right. Oh, before I go, last one. I promise this is the last one. What's your uh, rank in the sports by Fry League? Oh, I haven't even looked. Uh let's have a look. I'll be very curious because I was talking I don't about even know How to fucking look, mate. Am I even in it? Nah, you're not. That's why I'm calling you out. <laughs> oh. Because I, I went to look. That. Yeah, I'm sure you can. Um,
1: I thought for... I did, man. Uh, that's annoying. Okay. Well, well what are you this will,
0: actually, this will actually, I'm only 27th because uh, there's multiple school kids who are higher up than me in the league who keep reminding me. But um, mm. I'll be interested to see, like, surely if you join now, it's not like your 4,000 or whatever points you've scored to start the season don't count, right? I don't know. I don't know. This Maybe. is bullshit.
1: I definitely fucking typed in that
0: stupid code. Give me the code. Oh, one moment, please. The code is C X Z. This is great podcast content. Oh, well, you know what?
1: People v... might join.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're right. If you're not um, joined, join. Now's a good time to join. Yeah. yeah, I'll go from the lead off again. So you got C X Z six V four six. W.
1: Okie dokie. Sports by Fry. Join. I swear I've pressed that button multiple times. All right. Maybe
0: you're in there and it's just glitching the matrix, But
1: Anyway, we'll figure it out. It's on yeah, total be... points, eh?
0: Yeah. This will be a good test to see if like your total points count already or if you're only going to get 21 rounds of score. You know what I mean? I'd immediately just leave if they bloody didn't. Yeah, that would it's be short, but 490
1: something. I'm 252nd, apparently.
0: Now, oh, well, you are the 252nd person to join, so. Yeah, oh, that's trash. That's a kick in the guts. Sort your shit out, Apple Fantasy.
1: Yeah. Anyway, say r v Hey,
0: let's stop recording now, eh? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> no, let's All keep right. going. Tell you what, though. What so do you think about that...
1: them, uh, them rock that,
0: uh, I don't know, Colorado Avalanche? Or have I got some spicy takes about the avalanche? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I've got to leave some meat in the bone for next week. That's it. All right. Uh, Thanks once again for uh, sitting down for a huge podcast, JLo. Till next time, ship you witty. Ship it.
1: Oh man. Huge. i huge.